But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Till the end of time. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. Hopefully no one's called back about the buzzing noise. Like I said, it's not all of us with the buzzing noise. I think I do know that it's kind of something to do with the tower. I know on the board there was a buzzing noise in the headphones, um, something with the mics too, but they fixed that. So it's a lot less buzzing noise though. And sometimes in the broadcast, when we do the broadcast, you can hear them. Um, but we got David the Man Guy Harris here on the phone lines. We're going to do the NFL draft. Go ahead, David. Your NFL mock draft. 2.0 go David is he there yep yeah, oh, go yep. ahead okay yeah I don't I don't know what happened uh yes yeah, so mock draft 2.0 some trades have happened some mm-hmm. movers and shakers we've had the pro days which is just basically a glorified waste of everyone's time because <laughs> it shouldn't matter what you do and you know People's hands and, and all that, yeah. 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 So, we'll start at the top, and it's as you were still. Jacksonville Jaguars, number one overall pick, Aiden Hutchinson mm-hmm. from Michigan. I still, still think he's still the best player in the draft. I still think it's still the best, best prospect for what Jacksonville needs in terms of getting back to what made them successful, which is their defense. Um, number two for the Detroit Lions. I've heard a lot of rumors that he's going to drop into the teens. I just think it will be typical Detroit to not take the best player available, and I still think that's Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. It's still addressing a major need. And I've seen a lot of things that say, oh, you can go Kyle Hamilton at safety. I like the pick, but I think if you can't get to the pass you need that pass rush to help make it easier for your secondary, not get the secondary, because then he's going to be put in a situation to similar to how the young corners were last year, where because there was no pass rush, they were getting torched left and right. And so you had a lot of defensive backs kind of running around like, what do you, like, we have no help. So I think getting that help up front would be significant. At, and also don't get a quarterback with number two, like just – no. Yeah, because I've seen some mocks that had Malik Willis going number two. No thanks. Like, like that, that would be the most Detroit thing to do, yes. I've also seen that they might trade out of the number two pick, which we've seen in recent years. So that's a possibility, but only if you can get a King's Ransom. Because mm-hmm. at, at number two, these are guys that are supposed to be your franchise players for the next 5, 10, 15 years. I think Thibodeau could do that. I don't want to say he's comparable in terms of the expectations of dominance as in Dominican Sue, but he's going to be that kind of defensive player where he should be the stalwart and focal point of your defense. 
for a long while. Well, what about a couple of defensive linemen out of Georgia? Jordan Davis, I've heard a lot of smoke about him climbing up boards. And then also Trayvon Walker, a defensive end as well. Well, I, I both have them going first in the second round, or I have them going later in this first round. I think they're both amazing <laughs> prospects. Obviously, Georgia's going to have a lot of their defensive players go in this draft just because of how dominant that defense was. I just think looking at the production and the consistency that we saw all year, I think Thibodeau kind of just was just a little edge up, I think, because, you know, SEC, everyone's focusing on Georgia. Everyone, you know, top two team in the country majority of the year. Oregon, no one cares about the Pac-12. Even when they're successful, no one's paying attention. So a lot of people didn't get to see Thibodeau, but even in the game that everyone did see, which was the game against Ohio State, he showed why he was dominant, elite. Everyone was talking about him coming into the last season as a can't-miss first-round prospect. Well, actually, Thibodeau didn't even play against Ohio State. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, it was the week before because he was hurt for the Ohio State game. Yeah. And everyone's saying that. Uh, well, also, David, there's been apparently some smoke about uh, another defensive back going number two, and that's Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati. My buddy Cody just chimed in. He says he wants him at number two. No! We don't need to... So, I mean, look, I have no beef with Sauce Gardner, but he is not good enough to go number two. David, please yeah, take him to church on that. Yeah, like he's, like he's a great cornerback. Yes, he's Top two, him and um, Derek Stingley have been kind of flip-flopping on boards. Like, they're the top two clear. And then you can throw in Trent McDuffie from Washington. But, yeah, like, at number two, you have to think, like, he's going to be your franchise player. And do you really think a guy on on defense can really lead from the secondary? Not saying that it's it's not done. Look at Ed Reed. But, like, that – it was him and Ray together. Like he, you need a defensive pressure force to kind of dictate and really kind of be the focal point. I just think going edge rusher just makes more sense. Yeah. So continuing on, who do you got going number three? Again, is as you were. I still have Texans going Evan Neal, the tackle from Alabama, building out. The offensive line protecting whoever the quarterback is going to be. Davis Mills. Similar, yeah. Similar with number four, the Jets. I kick Wonu, the tackle from North Carolina State. You're protecting your investment in Zach Wilson. And again, making sure that he can survive and last a whole lot longer than kind of him being injury affected and injury impacted as he was last season. Um, again, continuing the continuing as you were with number five, uh, Trayvon Walker, the edge rusher out of Georgia. I think him in New York is a better fit, at least for me. Um, with what kind of New York is thinking, because they like to um, just kind of they need again. There's no team that needs to get back to their bread and butter be a defensive dominant team, knowing that you're still going to have offensive struggles, knowing that, yes, you're still going to need competent quarterback play, I would say, is ideal. But 
Um, just some kind of, so yeah, if you can get to the quarterback, and particularly in that division, if you can get to the quarterback, it's going to pay dividends. So how about the rest? How about the rest of your top ten? Um, number six, Charles Cross, um, the tackle from Mississippi State. Again, protecting your whoever the quarterback is going to be, protecting your investment. I saw a lot of drafts say that Carolina might go quarterback here at six. I don't. I don't agree with it, but I can understand and see why, just because there's the uncertainty of Sam Darnold at the quarterback position. Um, number seven, Derek Stingley. I think, again, addressing the defensive side of the ball for New York is the best-case scenario. I don't think they might go offensive line there. If Cross were to drop, they could go Sir Raymond from Central Michigan or Trevor Penning. Like to address some of the offensive line help, but I think you know, Stingley is again one of the two best cornerbacks in this draft, and it gets gets back to improving that defense side of the ball. Number eight is where I throw in a little bit of a loop, and the Atlanta Falcons because they traded away Matt Ryan to I guess greener pastures. Indianapolis still out. Yeah, so here I have them. Taking Kenny Pickett, the quarterback from Pitt, as the heir apparent. I think the Mariota project is basically just for a year at most, just to kind of ease Kenny Pickett in. As soon as that trade happened, I was like, well, again, Atlanta showing their hand, saying, hey, we're going all in for quarterback. And I think that they would go Pickett here over Willis, because I have Willis going next to Seattle at nine, just because of the play style and similarities. You can look at Kenny Pickett and see Matt Ryan. You can look at Malik Willis and see Russell Wilson. Like, like they just kind of have that mold. And then also, yes, Pickett has some scrambling ability, but that team is basically predicated. We got the young skill players around. Now we just need a young quarterback. And really, Matt Ryan wasn't going to be there more than another year or two at most, if we're all just going to be honest with ourselves. Uh, and then running out the top 10, the safety Cal Hamilton from Notre Dame. A lot of people have him going higher. I th- a lot of people even have him going number four to the Jets, but I think if they got offensive line first, I think that Hamilton will still be available at 10 unless someone tr- trades up to get him. But I think those two targets for the Jets are two players that they need as cornerstone pieces moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, because I've actually got um, Mike Tonbaum's mock from ESPN.com. He's got uh, Hutchinson going one to Jacksonville, then Sauce Gardner two, Kyle Hamilton three. I noticed you didn't mention any wide receivers. I don't think you mentioned any wide receivers in the top ten. No, there are no wide receivers going in the top ten. Yeah, because he's got Garrett Wilson to the Jets. That's uh, Drake London to the Falcons at eight. And then at 11, he's got Chris Olave to the Washington Commanders. Who do you got going to the Commanders at 11? I have them sticking to what should be the plan, even though they did bring in Carson Wentz. We talked about it with the 1.0. I'm going Sam Howell, the quarterback from North Carolina. I still think 
you need to find your long-term quarterback. Yeah. And I don't know if Car- Carson Wentz is good for the short term, but at some point he's, we're just going to be honest, he's going to get hurt. So who can be that young guy waiting at the wings to really take over for that organization and that franchise? And I think Sam Howe has been shooting up a lot of people's draft boards. If we're just going to be honest, North Carolina quarterbacks recently haven't had the best track record. So maybe tempering the expectations of not being the starter right away is probably going to be good for him. But yeah, I think Sam Howell going 11 is a, is a win-win for both Washington and Sam Howell. Yeah. Tom Mom has Trayvon Walker going 12 for the Vikings. I kind of I at first thought you'd have quarterback going here, but you've already had had Pickett, you've already had Malik Willis, you've already had Sam Howell going, so what do the Vikings do here? Well, initially, before um, the Falcons straight away, Matt Ryan, in my mock draft 1.0, I had Howe going to the Vikings with Pickett going to Washington. So I, I don't think that they'll go quarterback. I think this is where Sauce Gardner falls. Again, you need secondary help, especially in that division. Sauce Gardner, one of the two best corners, again, in this draft. I think it's kind of a match made in um, heaven for both teams. And I think Sauce would do – I think he'll do well playing in that kind of environment in this physical NFC North. Yeah. You had Charles Cross going in the top ten to the ten earlier. Tonbaum has him going 13 to the Texans via the Browns. Is this where, and you are, I think you had uh, Evan, who'd you have, you had Evan Neal going to the Texans at first, right? Yeah, three. Okay, so at 13, what do they do here? Get some uh, help for Davis Mills in terms of skill, or? Yeah, and this is where the first quarterback will fall. I have him taking Drake London. Oh, first receiver off the board, Drake London. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of people are going to say, oh, this is Ohio State. Hey, Garrett Wilson's better than <laughs> – I mean, name recognition, yeah, you get you get to play better, but I think there's a lot more consensus among the experts. And even if you're looking at the mock drafts, rankings, that Garrett um, – Drake London is rated higher than Garrett Wilson in a lot of people's boards. So yeah. I'm just going with the experts. Big big physical receiver. Or not not big all purpose multifaceted receiver, I would say. Yeah, I mean I was hoping Drake London would fall far enough where the Lions could get him, but I guess that's not gonna happen. So at fourteen, Tannenbaum's got uh Tyler Linderbaum center from Iowa uh, going there. Does Baltimore go off interior O line here? Or do they go another direction? No, this is another similar to, as you were to the 1.0. I saw him taking Trent McDuffie, the cornerback from Washington. But Baltimore knows what they're doing. Baltimore knows that their bread and butter is getting defensive backs and linebackers and showing up that defense and then kind of figuring out the offensive side for sure. But, yeah, I just have them going as you were, Trent McDuffie, Perfect fit. Yeah. Yeah, so 
Tomlin's got the Eagles doing something that they haven't done in almost a decade, and that's taking a linebacker in the first round, Devin Lloyd, out of Utah. Someone who I really, I really liked how he played in the Rose Bowl against Ohio State. Eagles go linebacker here, or do they go another direction? They've got two picks back to back. Yeah, back to back, and it does honestly it may matter, I guess, for like ego pride. But I haven't. I do have him taking Devin Lloyd with one of these two picks. I first have him taking George Karlaftis, the edge rusher from Purdue, with 15. But then going with Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from Utah, at 16. I think they need to get back to getting some youth and explosiveness towards the quarterback. The linebacker core was god-awful last year. Um they didn't get to the quarterback enough. They didn't make any plays with their linebackers enough, either in the open field and coverage. It was just a train wreck. So I think Philadelphia has to make a concerted effort to look at improving defense. And I think they'll, they'll also do that with their 19th pick, but we'll get to that shortly. Yeah, for the record, Tannenbaum has them taking Kenyon Green. Uh... Interior offensive lineman out of AM. This is the pick that the Eagles get from Philly at 17. Hold on now, fellas. We got 10 minutes, so you're going to have so to. So we're going to have to fly through this. Fly through it because kicking it with Nay is at two. So Tannenbaum has Nicobe Dean from Georgia going 17 to the LA Chargers. I've been taking Jameson Williams out, wide receiver out of Alabama. Oh. So you don't think the injury is going to be that much of a concern to cause him to drop too far? No, because he's still the best wide receiver, kind of just rough wide receiver in the draft. And you can get him, you can bring him into camp, you can work him out in your room. Yeah. 18, Tannenbaum has Trevor Penning, offensive lineman out of Northern Iowa. I think you mentioned him possibly going higher, but I don't think you had him going anywhere. What do you think? Here, I'm going with Bernhard Raymond, the tackle from Central Michigan. I think they still address offensive line issues, just go a different way. Got to protect famous Jameis. 19, he's got the Eagles taking McDuffie, who you have going to the Ravens. Is this where the Eagles go offensive line here? Nope, I think they keep addressing the defensive line. And I have him taking David Ojabo, the edge rusher from Michigan, despite his injuries, because, again, if you have him in the building, you can help him rehab. And, again, you will have him in the building instead of letting him go somewhere else. Yeah, because given the way that Cam Akers recovered from an Achilles injury, I think Ojabo will be fine. And then get to your team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tom has Malik Willis going there to be the – to possibly take over after Trubisky, with Mitch Trubisky being a bridge guy, how do you? How would you go about this, Mister Steeler? I mean, first of all, that's why he's working at ESPN and not in the front office because that's just a whole different story. I've, I was going Trevor Penning, the tackle from Northern Iowa, because we need to address our offensive line issues for whoever quarterback is. Plus, he's a better run blocker, and for. People that forgot, Najee Harris was the best rookie running back, hands down, last season. Yeah. 21, he's got the Patriots going with Andrew Booth, cornerback from Clemson. And does do the Patriots go corner here? 
Nope, I am sticking on the offensive side of the ball. Even with the news that broke earlier in the show, I'm taking Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver from Ohio State. So you got Devontae Parker and Garrett Wilson. Give Mac Jones a couple of toys to play with. It's a much-needed speed. And at 22, Packers via the Las Vegas Raiders. He's got them going wide receiver after Devontae Adams' exodus. Jahan Dotson from Penn State, what do you think? It's the Green Bay Packers. They're not going wide receiver. We all know that. So I'm taking Tyler Lindenbaum, the center from Iowa, which will annoy all Packers fans because they should go wide receiver. But come on. Know, know, your, know your ownership. Yeah. This is where at 23, he's got David Ajabo going to the Cardinals. The Cardinals go toy for Kyler Murray, some protection, or do they go defense? I'm sick in defense, and I'm going with Devontae Wyatt, the interior lineman from Georgia. All right. The first of two back-to-back defensive interior linemen from Georgia. Yeah, because uh, both J.J. Watt and Marcus Golden are on the wrong side of 30. Chandler Jones is gone. The Dallas Cowboys, he's got them taking Derek Stingley. Did you have Stingley going already, or was he still on the board at this point? Yeah, Stingley went seven to the Giants. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. So who would be the best available corner, or, or did the Cowboys go another direction? I'm going with Jordan Davis from Georgia. Oh. You know, they, they like their big prospects. They like their guys that are you know a little bit you know, kind of off the radar. Typical Cowboys pick. I, th- I, think, Jor- I think Jordan Davis possibly goes on top ten because he's a unicorn. But that's another topic for another time. 25. Bills go with the other University of Washington quarter, cornerback, Kyler Gordon. After Tredavious White's coming off an injury, Levi Wallace is in Pittsburgh. What do you think, David? I have him addressing the offensive side of the ball, giving Josh Allen another weapon. I have him going with Chris Olave. Chris Olave. From Ohio State. Or Olave mm-hmm. from Ohio State. All righty. Tennessee Titans, and they released Julio Jones. They trade for Robert Woods. A.J. Brown's in a contract year. Here, Tannenbaum has him going with Traylon Burks, a wide receiver from Arkansas. What do you think? A little bit too early for Burks. I have him going. Jermaine Johnson from Florida State gets some defensive help because that's where I feel like they have a bigger need. Yeah. At 27. The Buccaneers, he's got them going with Jordan Davis because Ndamukong Sue, I guess, is a free agent. He might come back, might not. So, got Vita Vea and Davis in the middle. But what what do you think? Bucks go defense since Todd Bowles is now the head coach, or does Tom Brady get another toy? Tom Brady gets someone that can help keep him upright. I have him going Zion Johnson, the guard from Boston College, because, again, Tom Brady needs to stay upright. Exactly. Huh? So, continuing on, Johnson, he's got going at 28 to the Packers. Here's you had them taking Tyler Lindebaum. So, do the Packers get Aaron Rodgers a weapon here? They finally do after 20 years. They This is where Trey Burks from Arkansas goes. think perfect fit for him to assume that Devontae Adams role. Yeah. The Kansas City Chiefs, obviously they traded... Tyreek Hill away. 
Hey, so he's got them taking Jameson Williams, who you've got going sooner. Her, do the Chiefs go with another speedster receiver? Not for 29 or 30. At 29, I have him going Andrew Booth from Clemson because they need secondary help. And then getting another weapon to their defensive arsenal, I'm going with Nicobe Dean, the linebacker from Georgia. He's got them going with uh, Arnold Ebikite, a defensive end from your Penn State Nittany Lions. So we move on to 31. The Cincinnati Bengals, he's got them going. Roger McCreary, a cornerback from Auburn. Same direction, given the fact that Eli Apple, you had to throw water on because he got burned constantly. Or do you possibly give uh, Joe Hoburrow more protection? I mean, it, it makes sense for him to get protection because that's literally been the focal point of their offseason. So get younger, Kenyon Green, the guard from Texas A&M. Another person to help hopefully keep Joe Burrow upright this season. And then we get to pick 32, the Detroit Lions, who, by the way, Detroit's hosting the draft in 2024. I might look at possibly going. And the Lions are going to be on hard knocks, too. Some people apparently don't like it. I do because it's going to be entertaining, but enough about that. He's got them going quarterback and getting Matt Corral from Ole Miss. You haven't had Corral going yet. Do you agree? He unfortunately falls into day two. I do have him going quarterback, but I have him going down 75 and getting Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. Oh. I... And then uh, my friend Cody chimed in on our live, asked if Dax Hill from Michigan was a first rounder, or does he go, or is he a day two guy in your book? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'd definitely say day two. I'm surprised. I mean, I would have had lines go wide receiver, her, but I think possibly day two. You still have David Bell from Purdue available. Hold to add to your core. Would that be a direction they consider going with their first pick of the second day? Yeah, yeah. I think day two they'll definitely address wide receiver. I think first round you get your edge rusher with two, and then you get the quarterback heir apparent with the end of the first round pick in Ritter. I think that's a good foundation for you to build upon. And then day two and day three, that's where you get the linemen, you get the wide receiver core, you get the skilled players, kind of help to shore up this team for Mister Dan. Yeah, I mean, it's my belief that they go edge rusher at two, get a receiver at 32, and then just go defense the rest of the way. Because defense is what really needs to be built up. Yeah. All right. Cool. We got through all the mock draft. Pretty good, 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 good. Any plans? Yeah. Well, who knows what's going to happen. I might watch a little basketball tonight, but not too much because I got to work tomorrow. At the Zon? Yep. With old girl? Yep, Good. probably gonna be probably gonna be having to throw boxes. <laughs> they, they unionized in another uh, part at New York. Oh, really? Yes, they they, they huh. voted on that. So that that was in the news. That was big news at a, a plant that not a plant, but a Amazon warehouse could unionize. David, what you got planned? Watching college basketball, Final Four, and then spring football's in the air. So college football season's right around the corner. Oh, God, yeah. Thanks a lot, David, for your uh, 32 mock draft 2.0. I'm pretty sure it'll change in a couple weeks right before the draft. And then we'll always do our show where we do the draft recap. Pretty cool, huh? Yep. All right, have a good weekend, David. 
All right, see you guys next week. Man, that was good, guys. Good show, good show. Action-packed, interacted with the crowd. Whoops. And uh, two hours and ten minutes. Yep. So go watch some basketball, Frank. Absolutely, I will. And then hopefully someone doesn't get fired. Maybe Blash will get fired by the end of April. That's probably what's going to happen, mm-hmm. given the fact what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Sources. Oh, yeah, that's just that's speculation. Mm-hmm. What if Derek Lalone, Lalone took over? I uh, don't think that's highly likely. I think he's probably... In fact, what? He's, I, I think he was an assistant in Tampa at mm-hmm. one point. I don't know if he, where he's. I don't know if he's back there or where he is. I, or if Dan Watt, if Dan Watson, then gets promoted, he's probably going to the AHL. Okay, we'll see. Though. I don't know. Well, once again, listen to the eighty-eight point three WGTS after further review. You can always watch us on our Facebook page after further review. Follow our segments on SoundCloud and iTunes after further review with a picture of Frank Basher and the horse's head. And we also have AFR Sports Show on Twitter. A lot of ways you can reach us, a lot of ways you can watch us. Make sure you just watch our shows. If you miss it, we're always live here, 1130 to about 130 or almost 2 o'clock. Coming up next, at Kicking It With Neighbor for David and Frank, myself, Derek Lawson. We'll see you when you see you. Peace. See you next weekend.